by October 18, the current debt limit of $28.4 trillion and our current debt of $28.43 trillion is in default. Even using cash basis budgeting and accounting, that understates debt, USA is in trouble, if this default goes past October 18. What are the ramifications if the default continues? Guess what, if America goes down, China goes down as does the world economy in the following ways, 1. It triggers a downgrading of the USA credit rating, 2. Markets will plunge. Interest on treasuries and bank debt will skyrocket, 3. Social Security holds $2.9 trillion in treasury bonds and will not be able to pay benefits if the interest isn't paid, 4. Private pension funds and mutual funds hold 25% of the treasury bonds and need interest payments at the higher interest levels, 5. Federal government pension funds hold one half of the U.S. debt. The pensioners may not receive benefits timely, 6. Value of dollar will collapse, demand will plummet and inflation will graduate upwards to 10 to 20%, 7. The U.S. dollar as the unit of account reference currency for worldwide trade will be replaced by the Chinese yuan, 8. American standard of living will decline over time. Cost of living increases will set in immediately. 9. USA effectively couldn't afford imports nor shipping costs. 10. Trade with foreign supply lines will be curtailed. Creditors such as China, will have to take a haircut. 11. It will cost 6 million private sector jobs. 12. GDP will drop 4% immediately. The $21 trillion GDP will decline at the rate of 2-3% per month. 13. American households will lose $15 trillion in value, causing a run on banks for savings, fearing the worst. Since this isn't the first time this has happened, as of late, approaching the debt limit cliff happened during the Obama administration. The proposed solution was, to mint a trillion-dollar plutonium coin and deposit it in the Federal Reserve Bank to borrow against, to avoid exceeding the debt limit. At that time it was $20 trillion. It wasn't done, but the problem was kicked down the road to Trump, who deferred it in 2019 due to the COVID pandemic. Now, most economists say the $1 trillion plutonium coin isn't feasible, to save the great American institution. Instead, both parties had to increase the debt limit numerous times, just to avoid all of the above. Even so, it still didn't break any spending and legislative habits, the Congress just made it worse with the Biden-slash-Sanders Socialist Manifesto, resulting in 70 executive orders to reverse Trump policies, that was destined to increase the cost of government with $5.6 trillion in delusion, a transformational socialist wish list and welfare debt. Now, it is at time when the debt limit is exceeded and Congress has two days to get approval for a new number. Since, America only has 900 metric tons of plutonium, valued at $28 million per ton or $25 billion justifying $1 trillion in borrowing. This falls way short of collateralizing a $1 trillion plutonium or Bitcoin. So, I guess the 25 million millionaires and billionaires, with their $159 trillion in wealth, need to step up and bail the great American enterprise out of, eventual bankruptcy. With that much leverage, they could mint their own $159 trillion in bitcoins and buy out every default of the debt limit, will they? Probably not, with Biden-slash-Sanders running the show with Janet Yellen, Secretary of Treasury. Considering minuting 100-year treasury bonds, the insanity goes on and the cliff gets bigger. More importantly, who caused this to happen? Was it the American workers? Was it the American voters? Was it Russia's hacking that caused it? Was it China's taking over our supply lines and technology development? Was it Trump's fault? Is it Biden's fault? Was it the media's failure to report the deficits and debt, as it accumulated? Was it Fox News or CNN, that failed to warn us? Or is this the way kingdoms, rise and fall into disarray then disappear? Is Washington burning, as did Rome, 
when Caesar was assassinated March, 44 BC, and Trump was dumped, January 20, 2021. Probably yes, to all of those conditions. Can we save the American dream with more debt? Absolutely not, now is the time for an intervention by a third political party, that is expert in bailouts and financial reorganization. Check out my American Enterprise Party Trilogy books, for the solutions. Volume 1, Why We Need a Third Party, Volume 2, How to Do It, and Volume 3, Who Will Do It? The answer is a swing vote in the Senate, House, state legislatures, school boards, judicial races and at the dinner table debates. Doing so, pulls the extremes, left and right, to the middle and allows independents to choose solutions, not money ticks determining their politics. Good morning, this is Jerry Rose. Uh, uh, it's Sunday, uh, October 17th. The debt limit uh, date was October 18th, that's tomorrow. Uh, they've exceeded and defaulted on the debt limit which is $28.43 trillion. But now Biden signs an increase in the debt ceiling, but December standoff looms. So they've deferred determining what the debt ceiling will be, kicked it down the road again. However, the threat of default, even though avoided for now, uh, still creates a clear long-term problem with no solution uh, apparent. So I just want to bring this up because it was a little misleading saying that uh, Congress had not proposed uh, a solution. So they deferred it until December to uh, determine, I would presume, what the new debt ceiling will be. Regardless, you know, we're like a bankrupt company that feels that they can grow themselves out of debt, even though they're losing money every year. And that's what's happened at the federal government since uh, World War II, is they've been deceiving everyone by cooking the books by not recording all of their obligations. So avoiding uh, generally accepted accounting principles, which all entities in America are required to use, they've, they've continued to uh, cook the books. So if you really wanna know the, the financial condition of the country, you need to go to the debt clock. Uh, www.usdebtclock.org. Here you will find uh, extensive information on why the debt uh, of $28.43 trillion is understated dramatically because there are unrecorded obligations that need to be accrued as we go along to be able to pay them when they come due. And that's not ever been done in governmental accounting and governmental budgeting. It's strictly cash in, cash out. And in many respects, the cash coming in is prepayment of taxes. Our estimated taxes are really not uh, available for 
servicing the current uh, expenditures. But the governmental accounting allows uh, those to be utilized in servicing our uh, cost of operations, cost of operating government. And this is also the case at every 50 state uh, budgets and budgetary systems. None are re recording um, uh, obligated um, liabilities as they're incurred. So nationwide, the budget uh, or the uh, debt ceiling would have to be uh, 10 trillion more than the than the 28 trillion that they're showing, because each state is in some form of uh, insolvency. So if you go to the debt clock, it will give you the information if you want to take the time to read it and weep. But right now, that seems to be my role, is to report the true financial condition of America and foresee solutions to balancing the budget and paying down the short-term debt which more than more than you'd like to know is is uh, to China more than uh, the the cash flow that's coming in to be able to even service the interest on the debt to China, which is one point three trillion dollars, and it grows because of the the imbalance of trade of eighty billion a month. So we're accumulating. Uh, more and more debt to China because of them controlling the manufacturing and supply lines. And uh, as it's now the situation where we don't have enough people willing to unload the ships coming in and our shelves are going to be becoming empty, uh, China still is charging us for the goods as they come across. So that debt continues to increase and the cash to pay down that debt continues to decrease. So this is just a supplement to the <clears throat> story of when the debt limit is exceeded, what are the ramifications? Those still exist. And I would predict that there's going to be a $30 trillion debt ceiling established and that it will last for about a year. And then it will have, uh, either party will have to face that again. There is, is no planned uh, amortization of that debt. There isn't any set up payment schedule. It just continues to accrue. So, um, with this news, I wish you a happy Sunday. Over and out. Uh, this is Jerry Rhodes coming at you on my podcast. I want to say this first of all. I'm really pissed because I've been doing this now for two years. Um, maybe not as effective as they're going to be in the future. 
because I'm going to tell it the way I see it. Wake up, America. I am so pissed on what's happening to this country. And I listened to Mark Levin and, I, and, and Rush Limbaugh and Tucker Carlson and all the pundits that'll tell you everything that's wrong right now with the opposition or where the country's going. No one's talking about why and how you stop it and how you fix it. Well, here I'm going to give you my opinion is that first of all, the government is not to blame. It's like blaming guns when it's the criminals. The government is leadership. Our leadership stinks. Look back over the history since the Second World War. Every president has gotten us deeper and deeper into socialism, as you want to call it. It's not really true socialism. Socialism is, uh, is really the opposite of capitalism because the capitalists won't share. And then we have unions, and then we have this battle between those two when, in effect, in business every day, they work together. The monetary capital is invested, and the human capital is also invested by the workers, by the people that make it happen. And if the leadership of the company is good or great, the outcome is good or great. If the opposite is true, then you get bad results. Right now, and for the last 50 years, it's been our leadership leading us away from the principles of democracy. Yes, yes, freedom of speech is being taken away. It's not being challenged. Do you think a challenge is, is when you actually cancel out people, including the president? No, you have, he has to have his own website to have a say. Man, this is going to be Orwell all over again. And it's not 1984. It's hardly 2024. But wake up, America. You know what I would do? I would close down Facebook in a second. Anybody that's trying to close down America would be automatically closed down. If you can close the Keystone Pipeline for some stupid, we're going to, we're going to manage the earth reason, or you're going to close down open borders, you're going to open them up for some hysterical do-gooder idea caused by George Floydism, I guess. He's the new Jesus Christ. Everything is being done in his memory, when in effect, the memory here should be about America. What are we going to do to save America? Are we going to let the Chinese come in and take over? They already have 140,000 acres. They're putting a wind farm down in Texas. The wind farm's going to save us? Uh, do you think the Fed's going to save us when they're printing up money to loan to the government to do some $6 trillion infrastructure thing that's primarily some idiot says they're going to save the planet? Come on. It's not about conservatives and Democrats and the red and the blue and, and whatever or the independents. It's about America. This is the greatest idea ever invented because it gave us the freedom to create and the responsibility to be able to run it. And, and it's failed us. The two-party system has failed us. It is ironic that America now is burning 
It is Rome burning over again. You go back 2,000 years, guess who had a constitution? Rome. Guess who, who had the rule of law? Rome. Guess who had the habeas corpus? And they had a senate, and they had a house, and they had a democracy. 2,000 years ago. 500 years later, it was destroyed. Because then... We had violence and vulgarity and excesses and gladiators and, and they assassinated the leader. The leader was too busy out pounding or patting himself on the back for taking over the world. So that's what we got. How long are we going to continue to accept this? Because it's not about us. It's about our future, our kids, our grandkids. They're going to live under... What China has done is become the owner of the property in China and of the businesses, though 40% have been able to wiggle away once they get big and participate with the, the Politburo to run the country. And we're, we're winning. We're ahead. They have 748 million workers that they all go to work and don't question the leader and working every day to steal our ideas and to, to compete while we're sitting around with unions telling, telling the teachers they don't, have to go, uh, they don't have to go back to work. They can't risk their lives like the, the people in the hospitals and everyone else. You know, and the taxpayers are expected to pay for this. Taxpayers don't have enough money. If you taxed everyone 100% of everything they had, they couldn't liquidate the obligations of this government. All the pensions for the federal, 22 million federal employees, or, or, or governmental employees, that's federal, state, and local. It's a $1.9 trillion a year payroll. And it's another half a billion for their benefits. They have the best pensions. It's all written in the law. They don't have to fund any of their pensions. They get two of their last two of their last three years of salary forever, as long as they live, and they'll live forever if they don't have the, if they have the money. They have the best health care of anybody. They don't have to pay for it. Oh hell no! They didn't lay anybody off during the shutdown. Matter of fact, they were all essential workers, and they should have made the the unions go back to work. They're essential to this country's survival. Well, this thing was planted in our midst by China in cahoots with our, our Institute of Health trying to, go to, to do something never done is create a vaccine that would treat something that would go into a pandemic. And it got out and it became a pandemic. And the very person that was supposedly not going to save us probably caused it. Or if he didn't do it individually, he participated in it because he's still trying to cover his ass. So wake up, America. When are you going to wake up? You're going to the voting polls and you don't even know if your vote's going to count. It's being manipulated. Harvesting of votes, mail-out ballots. Come on. That's crime waiting to happen. Open borders, we're letting criminals in. Drug Embedding drug dealers for the cartels. We're going to have them all over the streets because they don't have skills. They can't speak English. They're here to get away from work. You think they're here to work and to, to make the commitment that our current people do? 
and our legal uh, uh, immigrants? Hell no. Biden said, come on, we'll take care of you. We'll put you up in hotels. We'll bus you to our cities. And then you can get out. And then what do you do? Well, then you're going to get a welfare check or a child's credit check. Or you're going to get something from the Democrats because we know you're going to vote Democrat. Come on, America, wake up. Why am I saying this? If I were president, these are the kind of things I'd be doing. I'd cut the goddamn federal pay payroll 25% the first year and 5% every year after that. And if we don't get the so-called services we get, we'll have private agencies that will do the same thing and more efficiently and less costly. Yes, we need to privatize half of this government that is driving us into bankruptcy, could care less about the so-called essential workers that pay all the bills when you get down to it. It's not Bill Gates or, or uh, Donald Trump or the billionaires. No, they have other people working for them that actually generate the money that pays all their bills and creates their profits, of which they aren't reinvesting in this country. Uh, they're taking it into their foundations, and God knows where the Clinton Foundation is investing that money, probably in political contributions. But anyway, I've had it. From now on, you're going to get this kind of message from me. All I am is just an ordinary, uh, enterprising American that had his own business for 40 years. It was a family business, and we were going to change the world of nursing homes because we had artificial intelligence software, and we, I, and we had a leadership model, and we were going to do franchising of nursing homes. And what happened to us, Governor Branstead, that we call Brain Dead, sent in his surveyors, and they shut us down. For penny-ante stuff, when we had turned around these facilities, made them respectable, they smelled good, we were discharging 57% of our admissions back into the community, and I went to the governor and his idiot that was running the, the public health department, and I said, we need to collaborate. This is how we can do it. And the next thing I know, they're in there, finding some minor uh, violation, and because they always found them. It was gotcha time. They got something, and they were fining me at the rate of $6,000 a day for a bruise on a person's temple by a, a, a Alzheimer's patient that had gone over the edge, and we hadn't collected any money from his family. So this is not what America is about. This is about you guys who make it work, and I'll call you enterprising Americans, and I have an American Enterprise Party, and if you don't help me, and we don't start fixing this goddamn thing, we're all going to sink. The ship is sinking, folks. $158 trillion in unrecorded obligations. Go to the debt clock. If you, if you haven't heard about the debt clock, go to usdebtclock.org, and you will not believe how America is underwater. We're sitting on a $600 trillion bubble, and that bubble will burst if this stupid Fed increases the interest rates 1% or 2%, because that's what's driving the whole system, is printing money under a system of low interest rates. But if inflation goes over, they have the mentality they have to raise the interest rates. So it goes to every bank and every variable rate mortgage 
and we're all going to pay the price. We did in 2007 when we had a depression, not a recession, because the new uh, attorney professor from Harvard was then the Federal Reserve chairman, not Greenspan, who managed the Fed for 18 years effectively, came in and increased the discount rates to the member banks by 500%. That rolled all the way across the world into the prime rate, went to 8% for everybody with variable rate mortgages, the small guys, and they lost their home. And you guys lost your value in your 401k plan to the tune of $30 trillion is what it cost America for that screw-up. And yeah, Bush was at fault because he was a part of it, Paulson and Obama. That's how our leadership has been on running this country. I would say they should fire them all. Fire them all and reorganize and base this on talent, not on money. Because that's what runs this, this country now, is money ticks. So if you want to hear any more from this, this podcast, tune in, because you're going to get the full story. And either that or buy my books. One of them is the American Enterprise Party. It's the swing vote will drain the swamp and rein in Big Brother and the Brotherhood. That's volume one. Volume two is how you do it, and it's a manifesto. And volume three is who's going to do it. Well, it's us enterprising Americans working in the free market enterprise and not losing it to the Marxists and to the racists and to the to the, the, the socialists and all these other isms when all we really want is humanism. Thank you and good night. This is uh, recording number two of my favorite poem in uh, my poetry book, The Eighth Wonder of the World. It's called My America, the Bountiful. My America is the feeling of freedom. It's the feeling good when you get up in the morning and can decide what you're going to do that day, who you're going to see and what you're going to say. It's the feeling that you can make a difference it's the feeling you can produce your product, you can sell your produce, and you can benefit from your hard work unhindered. It's the feeling when you help your children with their homework so they'll be able to see their knowledge for growth, for maturity, for the good of the country. It's the feeling when you send them off to school, knowing they will receive a concerned teacher's attention, sensitivity, and guidance, and knowing as they grow up they will thrive on their freedom to communicate, to express themselves, to direct their own destiny. It's the feeling when they graduate from grade school, junior high, and high school that they are taking the steps towards a better life. And when you give their hand away in matrimony, that happiness shall be theirs. For together, as husband and wife, they can create the same and even more opportunities for their offspring. It's the feeling when you can unchain your dog and watch her run free for the at least a little while to watch the expression on her face when she re, she's released from the shackles and the sadness that reappears when she must be chained. 
My America is the freedom of choice to buy the bread I want to buy, to acquire the goods I can afford to acquire, to invest my capital I have saved in ventures I want to take for the good of my family and my country. Continued. My country is being able to communicate in writing, speaking, and in whatever form language takes, my opinions, my thoughts, my prayers, my visions, and my dreams to those who want to listen, and to those enemies of America, of the America way, who in themselves have not discovered America. My America is the blooming rose that has the freedom to grow toward a clear sky and warm sun, being able to complete the, its cycle from bloom to plumage to autumn, to a dormant grave only to rise again. My America is the personal commitment to grab opportunities that will better the country and to set an example for those who follow. What you give must be in proportion to what you take, or the erosion shall remove the sky, the sun, and the earth from our grasp. For in our America and the world, resources are limited. The energy, though absolute, is redistributed by our wills. The more astute, the more free we are to create, the better the use of the resources. And left in God's hands, through our America, we create goodwill, good products, good people, and peace of mind. My America, the bountiful. Oh yes, my America, the vision of the poet, the words of the orator, and the minds of the leaders. Be kind, be patient, be wise, but above all, humble to the reasons and the heritage of our freedom. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil ventures and purposes. For thine is mine America, as the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. So help us, God. Amen.